Cozy Nook Explorers. I'm Jackie. And I'm John. And we are the Cozy Nook Explorers. Welcome to our show where we explore the world from our Cozy Nook here in New Jersey using the power of the internet. Yes, and today is episode 9 where we are going to Guam. So before we go any further, Jackie, how did your homemade blueberry jam come out? It was awesome. It went so well with the pancake breakfast. And, you know, I tried a few combos on the pancakes, but I think my absolute favorite was the simple combination of blueberry jam and butter. Sounds delicious. Oh, it really was, John. Oh, and also, before we get into what's been keeping us cozy, we have our first correction. We do? Yes, we do. I feel like this is a rite of passage. Agreed. Uh, We are bound to get something wrong here and there, uh, but we will always try to note the correction. Uh, What did we learn? Well, our listener Marianne pointed out that in the episode about Cape Canaveral, I said that Vero Beach, Florida is on the west coast of the state, and it's actually on the east coast of the state. It's about 80 miles south of Cape Canaveral, which is why it's a great spot to view the rockets when they are taking off. I've updated the show notes for that episode with the correction as well. Thank you so much, Marianne. That is great. Uh, thank you, Jackie. Um, so, what's keeping you cozy this week? Oh, you know, what's keeping me cozy this week is pottery mugs. I love pottery so much because each piece is so unique, and I have a couple of pottery mugs that are really special. They're some of my favorite cups to drink out of. Um. Do you know how to make pottery? I think I made pottery once in grade school, but I honestly don't remember. Unfortunately, don't have any pottery that I've personally made, um, but it's something I'd love to learn. It's very relaxing. Mm. Um, in, in your eyes, is it better to have mugs that are matching sets or different types of mugs? Ooh, you know, I personally like when dishes don't match but they're all really cool or unique or just special to you so i would have to go with different types of mugs because then you could have so many different types to enjoy and every day could be like a different little mug adventure (laughs) ah so nice so john what's keeping you cozy this week (laughs) what's keeping me cozy is a hot shower in the evening oh that's nice Mm -hmm. tell me more (laughs) it's uh it's one of those things that uh, just puts the day to rest. Mm. Um, there's a I like things that draw clear distinctions from one thing to another, and for me, the that that uh, that hot shower is what does it between oh. day and night. Nice. You know, what is in your opinion the best time to take an evening shower? An hour before bed, uh, so my body temperature has a chance to drop. Oh, yes. I've heard that. That um, yeah. in order for you to fall asleep, isn't it that your body temperature has to lower? So by taking a shower, you're kind of hacking the system a little bit. That's correct. Yeah. Oh, very nice. Well, that's great. Hey, John, do you know what time it is? It's time for... Ask Charles. 
So, our producer Charles, also known as the Banksy of podcast producers, is a man of mystery and mystique. But people have been wanting to learn more about Charles, so even though he's generally a pretty private person, he has kindly agreed to answer some questions. This week's question is, Charles, what's one thing that instantly makes your day better? And his answer is a nap. Ooh, I love to nap. I do too. That was a simple one, but very poignant. If you have a question for Charles, please feel free to send it to us, and we will see if we can get him to answer it. All right. Let's head to Guam. Yes, let's rock and roll. John, I have to admit that I didn't know really anything about Guam before we began this podcast, but I had heard it was beautiful. I didn't know much either, uh, but now I know that a person from Guam is called a Guamanian. Which is the coziest name I have ever heard. Guamanian. But before we go further, should we give a little background on what Guam is and where it is located? Let's start with Guam is a territory. Guam is an unincorporated territory of the United States. And what that means is that Guam is controlled by the United States government, but the U.S. Constitution is only partially applied. Unincorporated territories in the U.S. use United States currency, and all United States citizens can travel to Guam without a passport. The United States currently has 13 unincorporated territories, including Guam, um, and five of them are inhabited. The additional four inhabited territories are Puerto Rico, the Northern Mariana Islands, the U.S. Virgin Islands, and American Samoa. Now that we've covered that, we should talk about where Guam is located. So, Guam is part of Micronesia. This is another place I had heard of but did not know much about. Micronesia is a total of 2,000 islands spread over 2,040 nautical miles across the Pacific Ocean. Micronesia literally means many small islands. Wow, I love that. You know, I'm going to be honest, I had assumed that Micronesia was one island, and now I feel like I've really been missing something. That's a whole bunch of islands to explore. We will definitely be back to Micronesia in the future. So Guam is about 7,000 miles from the U.S. mainland and a tropical rainforest climate all year round. A flight from Washington, D.C., would be longer than 18 hours. It is so far away. It is 20 hours ahead of Hawaii, which doesn't even feel like it should be allowed, right? You will have to file a grievance with the people who make time zones. (laughs) I'll have to look into that. (laughs) Well, believe it or not, it is considered where America's day begins. It's on a whole other hemisphere and a whole other hemisphere. By that I mean, here in New Jersey, we are in the northern hemisphere and the western hemisphere, and Guam is in the southern hemisphere and the eastern hemisphere. This place is far, far away. It is 130, I'm sorry, 130, Ah. (laughs) it's 130,000 acres or 260 Disneylands, and it's the largest island in Micronesia. 
That's saying something now that we know that it is competing with over 2,000 other islands. And in 2016, Guam had about 163,000 residents, and its economy is mostly based on tourism, as well as being home to two bases of the United States Armed Forces. About 29% of Guam is military bases. There's the naval base Guam, Anderson Air Force Base, and also the Guam Army National Guard. Guam was originally settled about 4,000 years ago by the indigenous Chamorros. And in the 1700s, Spain colonized Guam, and it was their territory until Spain seceded the island to the United States during the Spanish-American War of 1898. Since then, Guam has primarily been part of the United States, except for about 31 months during World War II, when the island was captured by Japan. This time was obviously devastating for the Guamanians, as I'm sure you can imagine, but eventually the United States was able to take Guam back from Japan. We need to tell the story of Sergeant Soichi Yokoi. Oh, I want to tell that. That's a good story. (laughs) Well, well, I think that most people have heard the story already. Well, I know I heard about it because of the analogy that I've often heard used of someone who is committed to something because they don't know it's over. Um, Yeah, the, the analogy is it's like that Japanese soldier trapped on an island who doesn't know the war had ended. That one? That one, yeah. <laughs> well, there were three soldiers like that, and the last holdout was... That was Soichi Yokoi. <laughs> I'm going to just go with the adventure jar. I'm sorry. <laughs> and the island was Guam. They captured him in 1972. Can you imagine hiding and holding out to be rescued on an island for 26 years? years. I don't want to imagine. That's a lot of TV to catch up on. This guy survived because he was a tailor by trade, and he made his own clothes with the hibiscus plants in the area. With those same plants, he made shrimp nets and rodent traps, and he just lived off what the island could give him. When you say he made his own clothes, that is the understatement of the year. This guy made himself the most schnazzy orange jacket you have ever seen. (laughs) It is fitted and amazing. I wish he could tailor a dress for me because I bet it would be truly gorgeous. Uh, When they found him, he believed the war was still going on. He returned to Japan as a national hero, and that same year he was married, and guess where he had his honeymoon? Was it Guam? He had it in Guam. (laughs) He came back. Oh. And he came back a bunch of times after that. He loved Guam. (laughs) Japanese tourists uh, still go to Guam to this day to check out the replica of the cave of Soichi Yokoi. That, what a strange and interesting story. So now that we're done with our little history lesson, let's move on to the Guam we know today. Guam today is a blend of uh, indigenous Chamorro uh, Americans, Spanish, Filipino, Micronesian Islander, and Mexican traditions. The island has 19 villages and they are filled with unique pieces of history. The perimeter of Guam is about 100 miles, so it's pretty easy to cover a lot of ground on just a tank of gas. The main driving roads on the island loop around the coast. There are also buses to travel to most of the 19 villages on the island. 
So if you'd prefer not to uh, drive while you're there, that is an option. I saw that. The bus was also super reasonable. I think it's currently $3 for a day pass. If I could go to just one village, you know, I think I would choose... Aina Rajan, because it is a Spanish-style village, and I think that would be really great to experience. It is also home to um, Jeff Pago Chamorro Cultural Village. I'll put that in the show notes, um, which is run by Elder Chamorros. The elders demonstrate traditional Chamorro arts, crafts, and cooking for people who come to visit. The most astonishing thing I have seen from Guam would have to be the Museum of Guam, Should we take a quick break and talk about the museum when we get back? Yeah, sounds great. We'll see you soon. You've always done things on your own. Have been your own person. Forged your own path. But let's face it. You're also kind of smelly sometimes. That's why you take hot showers at night. When everyone else is taking them in the morning... You know that's the time you need to get ahead of your competition. And you know that competition will win if you don't take a shower. Hot showers at night. Go your own way, just smell okay when you get there. So, back to the museum. The people who made the Museum of Guam need to win awards for museum making if they haven't already. It's hard to describe its beauty and innovation. It looks like a giant book. (laughs) It does look like a giant book that's open. Uh, And the designers wanted to invite you to read a page of history and culture of Guam. It's like the museum is a bedtime story. (laughs) And the very top of the museum is a ceiling with diamond-shaped plexiglass windows lining the top. It is made to resemble the basket weavings of the Chamorro. And inside the museum, they have the first copy shop I've ever heard of that serves chicken and rice empanadas. Ooh, yum! You know, they have a movie theater with a 180-degree screen like an IMAX theater. And the natural history portion of the museum looks like an indoor tropical rainforest with a really big fish inside it. There's also a section of the museum dedicated to telling the story of Guamanians during World War II. And there's a uh, room where every time you walk near a dark wall, it lights up with a photo of someone's face from the island. Oh, Um, and remember when we told you Guam has 19 villages? All 19 villages have their own flag. And all of the flags are in the museum. And they have a room with a full-sized Chamorro hut and a full-sized boat. The Chamorros had a ship that could travel 20 knots, which is really fast. That was one of the things Magellan noticed when he landed on the island, how fast the boats were. He described them like gliding on the water. Imagine making first contact with a culture you did not know existed. I know, right? Um, They apparently boarded his ship and stole a bunch of his stuff. Um, How was that for an introduction? Oh, no. That's not nice. Oh, well, you know, I guess there's a monument to mark the occasion and the place where he landed. It's called Magellan Monument. There is also the Pacific War Museum that commemorates on the Marines and World War II. 
a must-see for World War II history buffs. Uh, one of the things that you get to learn uh, in detail is uh, about the Battle of Guam from the museum. This is the battle where America took Guam back from the Japanese, but unfortunately, the city of Agna was leveled in the process. Uh, Dulce Nombre de Maria Cathedral Basilica was constructed in 1669, and this very old church was uh, instantly the first uh, Catholic church on the island, was completely destroyed in the Battle of Guam during that bombardment. Thankfully, they rebuilt the city as well as the church, and it is still there today. They even have an adorable art gallery that features local artists above the church. I wanted to close out by talking about something I found highly unusual about the island. Is it the 24-hour malls that are duty-free? Because those seem pretty epic. (laughs) No. Um, But I guess that is unusual. I think yes. (laughs) Uh, there is a shipwreck location that is actually two shipwrecks. Oh, yeah, because of the SMS Cormoran. Uh, Cormoran? All right. (laughs) (laughs) Because of the SMS Cormoran, uh, which was uh, a German ship during during World War I. They sank their own ship. Can you believe it? They sank their own ship to keep it from being captured by Americans because the German captain of the SMS Cormoran uh, was stationed at Guam uh, and the United States had just declared war on Germany. And the Americans tried to stop the Germans from sinking their own boat by firing cannons at their bow as a warning shot. It was the first shot by the American armed forces for World War I. The other ship is the Tokai Maru. I'm going to just go ahead and do that, um, which was sunk by a U.S. submarine in August of 1943. It looks like one ship is on top of the other with just a little bit of ocean between them. Mm. You can scuba dive and touch both ships at the same time. Wow. You know, well, I won't be doing that, (laughs) but I'll be on land eating a honey drizzled banana egg roll and watching a video of someone else scuba diving and touching both at the same time. (laughs) And on that note, I think we should go to our community shout out right right, right after a word from our sponsor. See you soon. This podcast is sponsored by Pottery Mugs. Have you ever wanted a unique, one-of-a-kind piece of dishware? It's about time you checked out Pottery Mugs. They are made by hand, which means each piece is truly special. Also, did you know that Pottery Mugs were declared the coziest of all mugs by a group of puppy scientists? Puppy scientists? Like baby dog scientists yes john it's science so grab a piece of clay and get molding today or just go out and buy one your choice pottery mugs let's get back to the show Every episode, our producer Charles likes to research and highlight something special in the community that we are exploring. Today's community shout-out is the Guam Coral Reef Initiative. 
According to their website, the Coral Reef Initiative is a network of public, private, nonprofit, academic, and government agencies and organizations dedicated to raising awareness to protecting Guam's coral reefs and marine resources. They conduct research and also host free community outreach events around Guam. Unfortunately, coral reefs around the world are dying because of a number of reasons, including pollution and global warming. Yes, this is very sad. Uh, And it's great that Guam is proactively trying to save their coral. Something I really enjoyed in the video they have is three easy things you can personally do to help with the coral reefs. We'll put a link to the video in the show notes. Yes, that was very informative. I really liked the suggestion of taking photos of seashells and coral instead of taking them home from the beach. I thought that was a great idea. Agreed. Thank you so much, Charles, for this great community find. Well, that's the show. Thank you so much, Charles. Uh, Yes, thank you, Charles. Uh, This show would be impossible without you. Yes, our trusty producer. If you've been enjoying our show, we would really appreciate it if you took the time to rate us and write a review. And if you have any questions for Charles, ideas on where to explore next, or would just like to say hello, feel free to email us at CozyNookExplorers at gmail.com. We will include the email address in the show notes. Oh, it's so nice when we get emails. I get so excited. I think that's it. Well, we'll see you next week for episode number 10. We made it. We have something a little different planned than our usual exploration to commemorate this very special occasion. Woohoo! Episode 10. It's going to be great. Stay cozy, and we'll see you soon.